You can build the life you've always desired. You can become the person you want to be. You don't have to listen to society. You can step into your inner power and your truths and set yourself free. Welcome to episode one of the Writing to Inspire podcast. And wow, was this a long time in the making. I am seriously so excited and elated to be here and to have all of you listening to my semi-loud voice, wherever you may be. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, again, depending. Thank you all so much for the constant support. And for those of you who are just being introduced to me, follow me on at Writing to Inspire on Instagram. I'm an author and I post daily over there inspirational quotes, pieces of poetry and prose that will transform your life and get you on the right track. So let's begin. Last year around this time, I had a podcast, but I stopped the podcast. It was called the Here to Inspire podcast, and I loved it. I enjoyed what I was doing, and those of you from Writing to Inspire, I know you're familiar with the episodes, but I disliked the vision at the time, and I also went through a lot of struggles and a lot of emotional turmoil that prevented me from being the best content producer. So this episode, I'm going to take you guys through a lot of what was going on with me in 2019 and just what inhibited me from being the best version of myself and how, how I was, excuse me, able to overcome those struggles and be the best version of me at this time. 2019 was a complete wreck. And when I reflect on it, it stands out as a stain on my life's resume. I didn't feel as determined as I normally had been in years prior. I didn't feel as confident. I was probably 30 to 40 pounds overweight, believe it or not. And for those of you who know me, In person, you may be surprised to hear that, but I was. At my heaviest, I was 170 pounds. And when I tried on old suits that I had loved, I have this navy blue one that I adore. It's just fantastic. I tried that on, and I couldn't even fit in it. So I was in this downward spiral. I had just got out of a, a nearly four-year relationship that was kind of off and on in a sense. On my Instagram page, I was struggling to produce content that I thought really reflected who and what I am. Work was a pain. It was a mammoth constraint. I struggled in so many regards. And looking back at it, I was just so happy to leave 2019 behind. I'm not really one of those people who takes a big look at a calendar and imbues it with significance. But in today's society, years are a form of measurement. So we can look at them. And 2019 in totality was upsetting. It was a big time deviation from the man I wanted to be. And if any of you out there are deviating 
or find yourselves on the border of who you want to be, it's okay. It's totally fine. We all take detours from our courses. We all get sidetracked. We all get knocked down. We all have unforeseen circumstances come and derail the path. But it's about what we learn from these things and what meaning we give to them that helps us through. What we tell ourselves, how we define ourselves from these things. So I'll give you an example. When my four-year relationship came to a close, I, at the time, thought I was a complete failure. A complete failure. I thought I was a disgrace and that I stood in contravention to all the beliefs and the values that I held because how could I walk away from a great person? How could I hurt a phenomenal woman? How could I leave behind all of these memories that were encased in my heart? And I shamed myself perpetually. Doused myself in guilt. Couldn't believe that I had walked away because societally and culturally speaking, we're always taught that if two good people are together, they're supposed to be together forever. That's the commitment. But as I stayed in that situation, I was withering. I was regressing, and it's no disrespect to anybody. I'm just sharing my side of the story. So many things had come in between her and I that prevented me from being the man and the person and the professional that I wanted to be. And I realized that I was occupying a space in her life that someone else could better fill. Someone else could provide her with more love and more attentiveness and more care than I could. And there are reasons for that. Personal reasons, of course. Reasons that transcend her. Reasons that she probably doesn't even know about. But in coming podcasts, I will elaborate on those reasons. Because a message I preach to this community, the Writing to Inspire family, is authenticity, transparency. Be open with who you are. Be open with your struggles. Express what you, what you feel. Express what you want. Express what you've learned. And a year ago from today when I was in that relationship, and when I was on the threshold of departure, my mindset was completely different. I had a more guilt-based mindset. I didn't really know what my self-worth was, as crazy as that sounds, but pay attention, this is a side note, pay attention to what you do. Pay attention to the choices you make and the things and the people that you choose and you will see a reflection of what you think about yourself. If you're around people who degrade you, who shame you, who stifle your growth, chances are you really don't have high self-esteem. And I'm not saying this demeaningly. 
I'm saying this lovingly because I was that person. If you can tolerate being in spaces where you're not appreciated, or where you don't have peace and liberty and self-fulfillment, it's probably because you don't think you're worthy of it. And that was my problem, taking you guys on a long journey here with me. When I was in that relationship, I didn't think that I was worthy of happiness. Even though I knew my departure would facilitate happiness, I thought I was unworthy. I thought my role in life was to be the perpetual sacrificial lamb. Be the one who continuously puts himself on the chopping block for the sake and happiness of others. Because subconsciously, I didn't have any boundaries or borders around myself and my happiness. I never believed that I was worthy. I thought that my worth was predicated on my ability to be there for others. My ability to sacrifice. And so when I finally chose myself, when I finally decided to walk away and say that I need a change, I was immersed in guilt. I spent so many nights in this room here. It's the very one that I'm recording this awesome podcast on. So many nights ruminating on my decision, shaming myself, blaming myself, speaking illly about the man I was becoming. But when I finally looked at it objectively and questioned the narrative that I told myself and what I wanted this ending to mean, I realized that I wasn't leaving to hurt somebody. I wasn't leaving to make them feel ashamed or to devalue them. I was leaving to choose me. I was leaving to make a decision that would finally set me on the path of self-fulfillment. That would finally put me on the path of change. That would finally strengthen me and embolden me to pursue the things that I'd always wanted to pursue. And it was a terrifying thing at first. It was terrifying to walk away from familiarity because we are biologically wired to stay affixed to the things that are familiar, that are comfortable. We resist change. We resist unfamiliarity and uncharted territories because we like what we know. We like what imbues us and bestows comfort upon us. But to grow, to reclaim ourselves, to change and to flourish, we have to embrace discomfort. We have to embark on new paths and endeavor past new boundaries. And I didn't realize that back then. And I started a new journey with fitness. My relationship with food was terrible. I'm sorry if you just heard that motorcycle out there. <laughs> Maybe that person agrees. And by the way, I come unrehearsed on these things because I want to be as authentic and genuine as possible. And I'm doing this in my room. So if you hear any weird noises, I apologize. Just know this is coming from a genuine, 
wholehearted place. But anyway, I was, you know, 170 pounds at this time last year, and I was disenchanted with my weight. I was disgusted. Believe it or not, I avoided looking into mirrors. I didn't want to see myself. Didn't want to see the chubbier face or the protruding stomach. Hated trying on old jeans that felt like a snake was trying to swallow me whole. <laughs> my legs were chunky. And so I identified that I was out of shape. And I had an unhealthy relationship with food. And I wasn't really living for me. I was living unhealthily. I was trapped in this cycle of shame. Of reluctance. And I said, no, I need to show up for me. I need to be better. I need to grab the bull by the horns and say, hey, this is my life. And this is what it's going to be. And that was the hardest thing, guys. The hardest thing was coming to terms with the fact that I could change my life. It was both empowering and petrifying in the same sense. Empowering in that, yes, for as miserable as I am, I can change it. But petrifying in the sense of how. And then the doubt. Am I strong enough? Am I good enough? Am I worthy? Am I capable and competent? Probably all the doubt that swivels through your minds. And I didn't know where to begin. And my problem is I tend to look 10 steps ahead before I even walk one. And the adage says it best. Rome wasn't built overnight. And neither will we be. Neither will our success be. The change takes time, but if you lay it brick by, excuse me, brick by brick, one piece at a time, you'll get there. You'll see an immense difference. And so I started dieting. I got a personal trainer. I started learning more workouts. I started pushing myself. And I'll tell you, that first day of personal training, I was so nauseous. I was sitting on the bench. I thought I was about to have a heart attack. But I showed up for the next session. And the session after that. And the session after that. And the session after that. And when my sessions were done, I continued and still continue to go to my gym. See, you'll never imagine yourself as this changed individual until you take one step at a time to change and the behavior becomes commonplace. So even if you can't envision yourself as the person that you desire to become, it doesn't mean you can't become that person. Your mind is limited to your reality, to what you know, to your preconceptions and your biological and cultural programmings and wirings. So it's normal to struggle with envisioning that ideal version of self. But it doesn't mean you can't take the steps. And I promise you, the more you take those steps, and you lay those bricks, and you build those pieces, the image will begin to manifest. I look back at old pictures, and I was pretty chubby. 
People didn't even realize how chubby I was until I had slimmed down. And I'm amazed at the progress I made. I'm astounded that I was able to come so far. And I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying this to encourage. I'm saying this to show you that no matter how lost you may feel, there is a way out. So I got my eating habits right. I got my gym sessions going. I started doing the healing work from that four-year relationship and realizing that, hey, I am worthy. I deserve to be happy. I deserve to give and receive the love and the light that I so willingly spread. I am worthy of reciprocity. But I never would have believed that I was worthy of these things if I didn't initiate change. If I didn't walk away from that relationship. If I didn't put those bags of chips and cookies down. If I didn't step into the gym. I would have perpetuated the cycle. We're not responsible for what happens to us. We're not responsible for... <clears throat> the people that come into our lives unannounced. We're not responsible for the pain and the hurtful words that others say, but we're responsible for what we do. So it's incumbent upon us to remove the unnecessary things and people from our lives and to push ourselves to achieve better. And that's what I wanted episode one to be. Me practicing what I preach. Me spreading the transparency, the emotional expression that I advocate for all of you. And just letting you guys know why a lot of writings in 2019 were dark. For those of you who follow my page at Writing to Inspire why I was struggling and why I seemed lost because I was lost. And that wasn't the first time I was lost and it certainly won't be the last. But I'm now better equipped to deal with these scenarios and circumstances because I fought my way out. I sat with my pain. I sat with the aching memories. I got in the gym. I changed my diet. I started questioning all the things that I was told about love and about myself that kept me tethered to a life and a relationship and circumstances that I no longer wanted to be a part of. And if you don't question the things you tell yourself, if you don't push for greatness, if you don't strive for better, you won't get it. You have the responsibility. You bear the burden of giving yourself what you deserve. And you have the capabilities. If you can show up so beautifully and so lovingly for others, you can do it for yourself. If you can encourage others, you can encourage you. If you can believe in others, you can believe in you. 
The purpose is to allow our struggles and our tragedies to improve us. When my four-year relationship came to a close, I was at the proverbial fork in the road. I saw two paths. On the left was the path of pain, and on the right was the path of change and grace. And I chose the path of change and grace. I chose to redefine the narratives that I told myself. So when I would typically tell myself false things such as you're a failure and you're unkind, I told myself, no, you learned a lot and you grew beautifully. You are kind. And that's why you walked away because you love yourself enough to know that you want something else and you care about this other individual enough to say, hey, I am inadequately fulfilling this role. Someone else can step in and do a better job. And I did it. Bad things, misfortune, they're going to strike all the time. But it's what we do that determines where we go and who we are. It's the choices we make and the actions we commit to that dictate whether we rise or fall. So I ask you, whoever you are, wherever you are, what narratives do you tell yourself? And right now, at your proverbial fork in the road, which path are you going to take? The path that serves your soul's alignment or the path that perpetuates the same old misery and heartache you've been living in? We're all a part of the cycle, my friends. And we all can break through. The key is there. The key is in your heart. And the moment you pick it up and acknowledge its truths, the moment you're able to unlock the shackles you've been trapped in, the shackles that have prevented you from getting the life you deserve and the life you're worthy of. I went through a lot in 2019. The breakup. The weight problems. The bad eating habits. The struggles with my page, the struggles with my podcast, and in determining exactly who and what I wanted to become. But I made a choice. And my choice was to commit to me. My choice was to finally face the traumas and the fears that I'd been running from. And so I walked away from a relationship that had passed both her and I. And I stepped into myself. And I acknowledged the way I was mistreating my body and my mind with the unhealthy foods and the unhealthy thoughts that I'd entertain and consume and immerse myself in. And I started to change. And you can too. You hold the power. You have the ability. And even if you think you don't, you do. 
You only think that because you've been in this cycle for so long, but I promise, once you break that cycle, once you see your value, you will change. And so here I am, roughly a year later from the breakup, from the heavier weight, the unhealthy eating habits, the depressing work situation, the struggle with my writing and podcasting. Here I am one year later, working at a new location that I'm satisfied at. Building and developing a podcast that is now in alignment with my vision. 45 pounds when I was 172 or 3 last year. I'm eating much healthier. I'm going to the gym weekly. I'm showing up for me. And am I going to tell you that I haven't had down times? Absolutely not. I have. And I still go through them. And I'll have more down times. But the difference now is I have a different mindset. And that's a game changer. That allows me to transfigure my path. Because the old me would bow and submit to my problems in many cases. But the new me rises to the challenge. The new me acknowledges that I'm capable, I'm strong, I'm confident. And I can handle anything that's thrown my way. And so can all of you. I never thought I would have walked away from that relationship. I never thought I would, you know, a year later be working at a different location. I never thought I'd be an avid gym goer and a, and, and a clean eater. I never thought I'd be learning podcast software. I never thought my writing page would, would pass 25,000. Now it's almost at 30,000. Thank you, by the way, to everybody who supports. But I'm doing it daily. I'm working at it. I believe in it. And I have this podcast so that you start to believe in you. Because, and contrary to popular belief, I'm just a normal person. I'm a regular guy. Recording this in my room. Staring at stickers and posters I put on my room's wall from freshman year in high school. Damn near 10 years ago. And yet 10 years later, I'm doing things. I'm learning, I'm growing, and I'm happy. Your struggles don't make you a failure. Walking away doesn't make you a failure. Leaving a job... And it shows that you're strong enough to take a chance and to stand up for what you want. So if there's something you're dissatisfied with, face it. If you're in a bad relationship, if you're hanging out with the wrong friend group, if you're miserable at your job, see what you can do to change it. Because you're not a bystander. You're not on the sidelines. This is your life. You're the quarterback. You're on the field. You can change the play. You can throw the ball to a different receiver. You're here. 
Make the most of it. Even if you don't think you're at your best. Even if you're hurting. You're here. And that's something to be thankful for. Gratitude is everything. And I'm thankful for all the things that I went through. Hurt like hell. Hurt like hell to get to where I am today. But it made me so much better. And that's the narrative. I rise. So what narrative do you want to give to your heartbreak? To your struggles? To your pain? To you walking away? The choice is yours. And I hope with everything in me, you'll choose you. You'll choose positivity, love, and light. And you'll see that the power was there all along. It was just waiting for you to claim it. Thank you all. This was episode one of the Writing to Inspire podcast. We'll be doing so much more fun things. I'm going to be having guests coming on. I'm going to be reading quotes that I've never released on the page before and giving you the backstory to them. So please subscribe, like this, give it a five-star review, share this, and let's continue to grow together. Much love. Thank you so much for listening to the Writing to Inspire podcast. I'm so honored to have all of you here. And please be sure to give this a five-star review wherever you're listening to it. Like it, comment, and share it with your friends. This message will benefit many people. As always, I'm so honored to have all of you here. Thank you so much.